Hi, I'm Steve. I'm Erin. And I'm Daniel. And we're the Verbal Reasoning Podcast. Three friends, all with professional scientific backgrounds. Discussing all things under the sun in the most digestible way. Enjoy. Enjoy. Spend all your peas and I bust down. Still take your girl when I bust down. She fall to the ground when I touch down. Jump in the whip, making love now. Suit some juice, I'm blessed. My hands in my beard, trying to caress. That's all beauty, but don't make a mess. I'll go no in this and the rest. So today we're joined by our very, very, very special guest, Glorious. He's an upcoming artist and I'm very excited about today's podcast. So who is Glorious? That's our first question. Who is the man behind the name? Go shoot, Glorious. First of all, I just want to say thank you for having me. appreciate for reaching out. But yeah, man, I'm a North London-based artist. I make rap music and I'm gearing up to release my debut project, 26th of June, titled Divine. So yeah, man, just gearing up for that and yeah, just what everything falls into place. Wait, you said you're North London, yeah? So yeah, I'm just going to go straight into this. It's red, right? Of course, of course. Of course. <laughs> okay, phew, of course, right. Course everyone breathe. Everyone uh, breathe. Okay, red. that's good. That's good. That's <laughs> good. Pass the first this test. Is... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, okay, what, what made you decide to make music, like becoming a musician? Yeah, I mean, to be fair, like music, music has always been present like from from young is whether it's just being played around the household but growing older whether it's just being like a, a avid listener and and studying albums and proper like going in depth with analysis and that or just like being a fan of like the art skill set etc but I also found myself like well putting myself in the position of an artist even on like the marketing side of things, if I was them, I would uh, go to this radio station or I would use mm. this as a lead single or I would package this in this way, like, for example. So it was actually my guy, Tax Haven. So um, he's dropping his debut tro- project real soon, by the way. Like, that's some mind-blowing shit. I had to plug in for that one still. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so it was, it was Tax that got me into it. Um, I want to say maybe two and a half, three years ago, I would go studio and be around like him and, and really Ren and stuff. And then Tax turned around and kind of said to me, you're like, I see you're well-versed with music knowledge and you have the whole like personality and swag and stuff. So like you, you should maybe try and get into writing. So that was the point where I did kind of like toy about with it. I started recording some stuff. I put out a few things on SoundCloud and then I took them down maybe a few weeks after, just like kind of getting a feel of everything. Yeah, just uh, testing the waters. Yeah, literally just testing the waters, man. I have to say though, like I'm, like, I'm fully grateful because there was a point maybe like two years ago where I was going through some like weird, weird like kind of phase, and it it was a yeah. it was a weird tough phase, and I kind of snatched on to the music thing to keep me sane in a way, as cliche as it may sound. If if tax didn't give me that that nudge a year or so prior to this, then I wouldn't have had that that music to kind of go to and as my answer to kind of like express and, and be creative yeah. and get in the element, you know? Everyone mm. has like an outlet, whether it's the gym, whether it's writing Andrew. and reading, like, like music. Obviously you've honed in the music and it's something you do very well. Andrew. That's why we're here talking to you today. Mm-hmm. And like, just I remember just listening to like Odd Future and like imagining mm. like your friends, as you're talking about like Tax and Ready Ren, like mm-hmm. see yourself mm-hmm. in like a group of friends making music and enjoying mm-hmm. yourself. Literally. So, like, yeah, when you were younger, what kind of music like, first impacted you? Yeah, because, I mean, g- growing up, like, from if we're going back now from early, like, I, I was yeah, exposed early, to... early, early. Early, early, yeah. I was exposed to a range of random stuff, like, whether it was artists like Keith Sweat or 
or or like Nina Simone or like Luther Vandross, you know, like yeah, yeah, being yeah, played yeah. around the household, like even like yeah. fucking like Maxwell and stuff like that. And then I would mm. I would hear like the biggies and bone bone thugs and stuff like that. But mm. there's even an old I come across an old baby video of me um a few months ago singing uh, Ascension by Maxwell. It's like an old Maxwell song in it, but that was funny. But um, but yeah, I would say like um old soul and R and B like around the household, obviously coming from family and parents and stuff like that. Even like riding in like the whip with my dad. Yeah. He'll play a lot of um like old school garage too, actually. Um which is why I kinda wanted to make Roses because it was kind of deeper yeah. and kind of well, one of the things I grew up on anyway. Um, like Sweet Like Chocolate was like our song back in the day, and it like that was. But, um, <laughs> oh, yeah, was, that was a bang, <laughs> innit? Yeah, that was actually that was a tune. Um, yeah. I would say like the first album I fell in love with was it has to be Get Rich or Die Trying. Like that was incredible. Like when I first Mate, heard that, literally, we could have a, a separate podcast just about that and 50 like to be honest literally literally but that because that was kind of the point where i found myself proper taking in like more rap music so it was like old g unit 50 cent it was game then there was like mm. the kanye's the lil wayne's ti's jeezy's mm. like cameron dipset all that but um i would i would say you can defo hear like uh the influence even if it's in like little pockets of flows i use um or like yeah. I may do a spin of certain lines, etc., just for the fun of it and, and to pay like kind of a margin away. But but yeah. I think it's interesting that you mentioned kind of Nina Simone and uh, Luther Vandross because I was mm. just about to say when listening mm. to your music, you can actually yeah. see a kind of fusion between those sorts of artists and as mm-hmm. you mentioned, like, you know, your 50s, your dip sets and so on. Literally. Um, you can hear yeah. the kind of fusion of the two the two influences there. So yeah. it's kind of interesting yeah. that you mentioned those names. Yeah, I'll take um, that because uh, even subconsciously it probably comes through. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes I might not yeah. even realise it. But yeah, no, I appreciate that. I'll take that. So um, yeah, I think I kind of to add on to that, can you maybe mm. give us a, a bit of, uh, a bit more background kind of knowledge of yourself? You know, what's your motivations when you're making this kind of music? As you said, you know, subconsciously um, you might have made something a bit of a fusion of the two, but what is your actual motivation to make music? Yeah, um, so obviously getting into it, how I got into it, that was a start but then I would say the thing that kind of motivates me the most I would say is like the reception and kind of recognition I get from my, my songwriting and music so obviously I'm not fully there yet but for example um, after my first ever live kind of performance set at Fiddler's Elbow I got a DM on Instagram and this girl kind of said to me I was at your show the other night and some of the words you oh, said nice. on stage really like, really related to me and kind of touched me. She was like, oh, I wanted to speak to you that night, but didn't get the chance. And it's just like the fact that my personal, like this is my personal experience. This is my, this is my perspective on things. And the fact that that can relate, like that shit motivates me. That shit keeps me going. You mm. get what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, I would say that's the core of it. That's the main, that's the main thing. Knowing that, knowing that your mindset and, and the way you think and your personal experiences in everyday life, regular life, can relate, touch people in that way. When I get messages like that, that definitely is the motivating factor that keeps me going. You get me? Mm. It's a bit crazy how like music, if you really think about it, it's just like a bunch of sound, right? If you really break it down, but it like brings out so many emotions in people and like, you know, motivates people at, at a different level. It's it's kind of like a spiritual thing in my opinion. Definitely, definitely I agree. I agree with that man. I wanted to talk about your the garage background that you were uh, mentioning earlier because that was the first thing when I heard Roses. 
I was yeah. like, yeah, this slaps. Like, as soon as I heard it, I was like, this slaps. <laughs> love, and, the, love, and, love. like, because we grew up, like, in similar areas and, you know, like, yeah. the yeah. similar kind of time span, it's, of like, the garage era was quite big for us, uh, leading it. into grime and all that. Yeah, I, I just wondered, like, were you conscious of putting the garage into the music or was it, like, what's the process of making your beats and your, uh, your lyrics? Is, is it kind of a natural flow or do you consciously write? With that song in particular... I always knew I wanted to kind of do like a, a garage song. And then I was thinking, yeah, like obviously my first album, I want to have at least like one garage song on there. Obviously coming from from like garage being such a big thing back in the day. I hooked up with a producer I found online, Maxi Beats, and he sent me it. And as soon as he sent me that beat, I knew like, like this is the one, you know what I'm saying? That's I just found one, myself... Yeah. It because um, it's different. Like uh, when you you can listen to a beat, you might need to listen to it over a, a couple times. But there's certain beats you listen to, and you just find yourself flowing. I might not be saying no words. I might be just like murmuring, and then you know you there's a flow there. Like it's already attached to that song. Like you you've mm. got this like already. Then that's when it starts flowing easier. But um, but yeah, I had to I had to come through with a garage thing, hundred percent. Like def- especially on the first album. Like definitely, definitely. If you had to describe the uh, the, for example, the rest of the album, yeah, what kind of description would you give it? Uh, what what kind of styling, or is it all over the place, or do you, did you go for a general theme? I would say it's it's got different it's got different sounds on there. I feel like the majority of it I've aimed to do is like kind of upbeat, up tempo, summer vibes and stuff. It's got garage on there, a bit of Afro swing production. It's got a dancehall production. There's diff like there's different things I've kind of. Any reggae? Not on this one, unfortunately. But, <laughs> but literally, yeah. like, um, I will. That's like, what touches I, me. That's what touches me still. Okay, that's that's the thing. Like, I wanna, yeah. I want it to be universal. Where like, yeah, I wanna like this is just a starting. Like, I wanna, de- I wanna delve into, of course, to all type of shit. You get me? Like universal. Course, I want yeah. it to like kind of touch, touch many people and stuff. But yeah, I would say it's, yes, it's a range of different sounds, very melodic. But yeah, I just want to evoke that emotion from the listener. You know. Mm. Love range. When you listen to an album, and mm. you can just see the like different songs do different things for you at different times of the day. Mm. Whether mm. it's raining, whether it's sunny, you're going to a party, you're gonna, yeah. I don't know, you're just about to about to kick ball with your friends, football match. Yeah. Like this is a different type of music. Yeah. Like yeah. as an artist, and you know, if you tap into all those emotions, mm-hmm. you're bound to find mm-hmm. success, and you're bound to reach out to people as you like to do. Definitely, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Definitely, it's like you're living with it, and you live with the music. Yeah. Yeah. basically no definitely 100 100 i wanted to also ask you actually mm. like one of the first things that really like came out at me was the artwork uh for me i can't yeah. tell whether that was a real thing or if it was yeah. like a photoshop thing <laughs> i mean it looks it looks crazy but it gives yeah. you like the good vibes i, 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 I feel yeah. like just looking at your artwork i can really yeah. feel what kind of album it's gonna be do you know what i mean <laughs> like you look at it yeah. you got that good vibes but you, you know it's like chill but also it can be deep in a way yeah. Maybe you can like give me a bit more about the process. Of- yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's what I was kind of shooting for, isn't it? Like I appreciate it because I was definitely shoot, shooting for that kind of that kind of vision. But um, with that, that actually wasn't edited or any in any way or photoshopped. So basically, um, it was taken in Amsterdam. So my girl took it. Was in some like kind of fluorescent little museum kind of place. It was mm-hmm. kind of like it's this. It was this guy's own. Um, it wasn't like one of them big name official museums stuff like that. something that he created like himself and stuff in it it was in there and then i see that background and it was kind of like yeah like that that would definitely fit it 
So we just played about with whatever, like she took a few a few shots, whatever. And then like different angles and stuff. And I was like, yeah, like this would definitely fit the vibe because when I when I look at cover art for albums and stuff like that, for me it has to to stand out that eye-catching factor at the, at the same time. Mm. But it needs to be memorable as well, you know? Like, I don't want it to be just no, mm. like some standard, any artwork and shit like that. I want, I want you to look at it, look at the colours and look at everything and be like, wow, like, yeah, I know what this is. You get me? So when, whenever you see it, like, across, like, if you see it floating around social media, if you see it floating around anywhere else, you see that and you know what that is. So it kind of stands out. Yeah. It's unique in its place. But yeah, so that's where it was taken. So that's why the lighting of it and everything looked like, oh, it could have been edited and... People were people message me and asking, oh, like who done your artwork and stuff like that. And I was telling them we literally it's literally not anything like that. There was just like a photo taken in a fluorescent art museum. Yeah, I can't lie. It's like it, that's how you can tell if you're an elite artist, you know. If you take yeah, like, you you have care in every part of the art, not only 100. the music, but you know, the cover itself. 100%. It all works up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So just a little bit away from the music, like what do you like yeah. to do to unwind? Like you just had a like a long session in the studio, you just wanna yeah. you sit mm. down, take your belt off or whatever, shoes under your laces. Like, what do you do to unwind? Yeah. I just say, oh. when I get home and I take my belt off, I'm done for the day. That's it. No, no more. That, that's, the, that's the sign, yeah. That's the factor, yeah. That's yeah, it. that's my sign. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Now, yeah. tell me if you unbuck your body, you do not just feel just release like all the energy. No, nah, big magic, big magic. No, nah, I feel that. I feel you that. I feel you that. <laughs> To, to unwind, I mean, to be fair, a lot of the time, my my time of unwinding is, as I may, it may sound so common, but writing is literally my way of like unwinding and kind of oh, wow. escaping yeah. the world in that way. I'll, I'll, I'll fucking, am I allowed to person here, by the way? Bro, no rules. Oh, fire, away, fire, fire. Okay. <laughs> You're good, no worries. <laughs> Okay, say that, say that. But yeah, like I'll, I'll, I'll sip on a glass of wherever it is for that night, just zoning out and, and being creative, challenging myself. I feel like I'm on my, my Shakespeare shit, you know. <laughs> literally, I would say writing is is the main that what I'll do to unwind. Other than that, I'm literally mo- most thing. I'm I'm deep in it now as well. Most things I do is kind of around the music. So even if I'm sitting down now and I turn on I turn on my TV or I, I put on YouTube, I'm watching like podcasts or I'm watching artist interviews and and documentaries and stuff like that and it's all a lot of my interests and even in my spare time is kind of around like the music so I could be watching like an old music documentary and kind of just that soaking in knowledge it could be something that's come out recently it could be something that's old it could be something that I've seen before already but I just want to go and just taking them gems and kind of like use them as kind of tools stepping forward as well no, that's um, so but yeah, yeah literally like, I mean yeah to unwind if I'm not writing I'm just there like watching watching YouTube and stuff like that and kind of taking in stuff like that because that's my main interest mm-hmm. I don't have any other hobbies or anything like that other than working out and the music is the, is the focal point say, so would you say like because inspiration can take you at any moment you just yeah. have to be ready like, I feel like you're mm-hmm. just you're ready to like if you're just washing the dishes and you're looking out the window mm. like inspiration can take you at any moment and the way you're describing mm. your mm. life i feel like you're ready to just hit paper, pen to paper paper to pen whatever mm. is type it you're just ready to get your thoughts down into a mm. sort of musical form no literally that, that's what it is that's what it is even like i could be could be at work i could be anywhere 
I could be anywhere. I could be uh, at family's house. I could be somewhere random. And I, I might just get like a random thought. Oh shit, let me run to my phone. Let me put this in my notes. Like it could be like a line. It could be an idea of a concept. Like you just, I just get like the random, like you said, you could be doing washing up. You could be looking out the window and then something will come to you. You know what I'm saying? And it's like at that point, yeah, I, I, with me, I have to kind of like um, note things down as well because sometimes I get to be scattered up there. <laughs> so I need to make sure I've documented shit and stuff like that. So the idea doesn't doesn't disappear. But but yeah, no, you're right, man. The, the inspiration and stuff like kind of comes out in a splurge at like random times, man, for sure. Has there ever caused you any problems? Like where you're at, I don't know, a niece's birthday party or something and you're like, oh, hold on a minute, hold on a minute. And you have to kind of rush out of there or something. <laughs> um, <laughs> not, not, not in a situation like that. Maybe at work. Maybe at work, because obviously I work in retail. So like, say if I'm, I'm serving a customer or something like that, it might be, yeah, I might just have to go to the stockroom quickly and just, you know, mm. <laughs> just disappear, disappear for like five, ten minutes, oh. you know, make a few notes of that. Um, playing a dangerous yeah, so game I'm, there with that one. <laughs> literally, literally. So I would say mainly the situations that, that happens where, where it's random will mainly be at my day job, where it just comes to my mind, but I have to step away a bit and give myself some time. I'm not going to lie, yeah. you're in like a lucky position where, you know, your hobby is also your craft. Like it's like something mm-hmm. that you, you know, you can make make mm-hmm. a life out of and it's something yeah. that you know that can contribute to your future um mm-hmm. i think a lot of people miss that miss that element where their hobbies don't no, necessarily align with what they want to do mm-hmm. but you're in, you're in a good position to grow that and you can see already with the album uh, the artwork etc i think you're doing definitely, quite man. well on that side definitely appreciate that man appreciate that for real thank you i kind of enjoyed the part where you said about how you watch um, content on YouTube and listen to podcasts and stuff and you you know keep yourself going constantly trying mm-hmm. to take in new information and so on mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I kind of wanted to ask you if for example there was any musician dead or alive mm-hmm. that you could mm-hmm. speak to and get get some information about how you should uh, kind of grow your art and how you should grow your career and so on who would you want mm-hmm. to actually sit down with and kind of almost in a way collaborate with uh, mm. you know that age old question 50k or dinner with Jay-Z yeah instead of, instead of 50k <laughs> who would you have dinner with that's a tough Jay-Z. one that's that's a road in it Jay-Z that's, that's a tough one Jay-Z will be up there for sure like, I gotta say that from now but I mean mm-hmm. it, it would to me it would have to be it would have to be Kanye West mm, that's um, a good one okay. Yeah, it would have to be Kanye West because, like, with me, I'm just, I'm just a fan of of artists with that kind of musical mindset. You know, you could tell, you could tell when someone has that. You know what I'm saying? Like, growing up on Kanye and and his whole catalog and everything like that has been like a staple in my childhood and adulthood. So that's another thing. But you could just tell by the way he speaks, by the way he approaches his albums, whether it's back in 2004, whether it's in 2020, the way he approaches the whole music thing, you could tell like this is a... Like an obsession, I guess. Yeah, exactly. That's that's it. It's an, it's a, it's an obsession. It's a passion. So I, I would love to collab with someone like 070 Shake. She's signed to good music. She has like an incredible sound. That would be like a dream. Like she's, mm-hmm. I think she's from New Jersey. Like she's a beautiful voice. But yeah, yeah it'll probably unique. be... Yeah, very unique. Very unique voice. But then again, I I guess it depends on on what level and and if we're doing a a song together what type of song i mean if i if i want some r&b type shit then i'll definitely want like a a brent fires on there but if i want some rap shit 
yo, I, I would actually love to go bar for bar with Blade Brown. <laughs> oh, okay. I, mean, I gave you like four answers there, but like literally, like there's whoa, there's Blade there's, Brown, there's, whoa. there's a few <laughs> there's a few artists there. That I've gave you like four names there, but no, no, I mean, could, that's fine. Go, yeah. Yeah, I could I could go on forever, but yeah, no, it's it's just different. It depends on what, like I said, depends on what the situation is. If it's a song you're working on, if it's just like concepts or whatever it is. But yeah, like I draw my inspiration from from many artists, man. Yeah, I mean, you have got quite a wide range in terms of the music that you produce so mm-hmm. far as well. So it kind of mm-hmm. makes sense that you would pick a, a kind of variety of artists. Mm-hmm. There. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Mm-hmm. Just to kind of uh, just just a little fun little quiz here. What's your favorite mm-hmm. um, favorite Kanye West album or song? Actually, one for album, one for song. What's your Ooh, okay, okay. Um, album would have to be between either My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy or 808s. But it changes, or so that's the thing. Like, there's then there's late registration, there's college dropout. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it changes, but it would have to be between those two, especially 808s, because that kind of shifted the whole energy in the, in the, in the industry. Song, I, I cannot answer that. Point blank. I cannot answer. That. There's, too, there's too many, like in that catalog, man. Like there's there's too many. Going back to like Jesus Walks Through the Wire, some iconic stuff in the last few years, even like New Slaves. So his his catalog for me in the music in the music scene, his album catalog, in my opinion, is strongest. So it's hard to chime in on one song. Like there's just there's too many yeah, for that, man. Hard to narrow it down. I guess, yeah, defo. American defo. boy. I don't know. Whenever American boy comes on. That's like that's a song me and my mum. Me and my mum just sing in the car. Hey, like, yeah, I do the Kanye. She does the Estelle in it. So it's just like... <laughs> I love that. Fab, I love that. That song, love yeah, that. it's one of my favourite songs. So yeah, Kanye. Yeah, I can see, I can mm-hmm. see why he influences a lot because he's an amazing mm-hmm. musician. Real talk, so, yeah. real talk, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. his evolution kind of mirrors the evolution of rap music, generally speaking, as well. He mm-hmm. isn't afraid mm-hmm. to kind of change his style with the time. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's going to kind of mm-hmm. lead up to my next question. Do you think... Mm-hmm. Do you think the evolution of uh, hip hop, generally speaking, and uh, music, the mainstream music, generally, mm-hmm. do you think mm-hmm. it's going in a in a good direction, or are you what's often called an old head, where you're like, no, I kind of like the old stuff more, and you know, uh, what's your thought on the kind of evolution of music? Yeah, that now that's an interesting one because I do I do find myself into like going back and listening to a lot of old music, but I'm not one of them old heads that kind of bash like the new the new generation i feel like obviously times are changing and if you think about it like even in say like we go back to the 90s generation or like the class of artists or, or people in industry before that era was bashing the 90s then yeah. you got the yeah. early 2000s and which and then it's like this generation you know what i'm saying so people like will always whatever's current will always get frowned upon by the previous generation if that makes sense mm, yeah. so i feel like <clears throat> i feel like we just gotta live with it and kind of adapt and and accept it and at the end of the day i feel like the music scene is actually getting better in one sense where there's more of a, a range of things you know i feel like there's always through e- through every era there has been music where i feel like oh this is less quality etc even yeah. in the 90s even in the early 2000s like in the 2010s, like all, throughout every era, but the whole thing is—it's it's a weird subject because the whole thing of music is—is is subjective. Yeah. So I could listen to a song and absolutely hate it, and the person next to me will love it. 
you know what I'm saying? So it's, like, it's very subjective as well. But I feel like these days, it's, it's people are, it's a, it's a lot more easier to get on as well. So now for an artist, the whole, uh, the whole internet era, the whole technology advancing, um, it's a lot easier. So I guess it'll be less filtered and stuff like that. Mm. At the end of the day, I feel like now we're in, we're in a good, a healthy stage where there's so many different ranges and there's a balance. There's a nice balance in there as well, like in regards to the whole overall music scene, I would say. Yeah, I was about to say, like, because yeah, of streaming, you know, like, like mm. the cycle before, for example, like, mm. like you said, you know, the 90s hip hop compared to 2000s, mm. etc. There's mm. an ex- mm. a, a kind of a time range cycle where, you know, it mm. restarts. But now with streaming, um, kind of streaming technology, this cycle yeah. seems to be really fast. I mean, you, you just mm-hmm. see like n- new genres keep coming out and it's because we're able to just put music on the scene. I wanted to ask you, do you think this has a positive impact on the music scene? Like, do you think streaming has changed mm. it for the good or do you think like maybe there's more bad to it? I feel like it has its benefits these days. Like I said, it's a lot easier for an artist to get on and, and put their material out there. There's a beauty in, in being independent and having creative control on the majority of things. Obviously, sometimes like, I, I would miss the old tradition of of when an album dropped, you had to go out and cop the physical CD and I'd rush home and come play it, you know? <laughs> like, you miss yeah. that, that traditional aspect of it as well. It's beneficial in more ways than it is a drawback. If, if it does mean we're going to get a rush of artists and the quality may not be there, you don't have to listen to it. You know what I'm saying? Like, we have, that, we have the option. So, and again, like I said, then there's the next argument of subjective that some people may feel things different. It's art at the end of the day. At the end of the day. So it's like, I, I feel like it has more benefits because it's a lot easier to access and if people want to listen to your stuff, etc. Again, it's, it's very accessible. Kind of interesting you say that. Um, mm. But when, when, for example, you consider up-and-coming artists such as yourself, you sometimes yeah. feel like your voice gets drowned out by just the sheer volume of what's being put onto Spotify. I mean, you, mm-hmm. you can make an album called, let's say, uh, Divine, as your one is coming yeah. up. There might be, you know, 2,000, 3,000 other people who have also put up an album called Divine that is just mm-hmm. happens to be coming out at the same time. You go on there mm-hmm. to search it and you come up with, you know, a thousand different artists who have similar names to their projects and so on. Yeah. Do you ever feel yeah. like that kind of, that algorithm kind of drowns out potentially, you know, artists who, who in another era might have gone to the yeah. top a bit quicker. Yeah, I mean, I hear what you're saying. I feel like that's why it's it's kind of important for the thing that that will kind of make you stand out is the way you build your brand, if that makes sense. So I feel like yeah. if artists kind of see themselves more as a, a brand or a company or something like that, it's like you need to do things, work, and operate in in that mindset. So, obviously, building building a base, building a, a core following, getting people to listen to your stuff, and the people that will relate to it and enjoy it will stay with you with the journey. Building that that kind of building that cult following will kind of aid you to to progress and take it to the next stage. And then once you do build that up and you get a stronger following and people are messing with your stuff, then it kind of equips you to to kind of stand out. And that's when you can do, it gives you more opportunities. You can do more shows. You can do certain things that you may not have been doing 
at the start of the journey. So I feel like it's kind of doing stuff to, to, to stand out. And that's why the marketing aspect of it is real, real important. With streaming now, marketing is also maybe equally Very, important. very, very important. Because at the end of the day, you can make the most fire song ever. But if you're not communicating it to the consumers, then they're not going to hear it. You get me? Yeah. Like, so that, that's, to me, that's, that's what I tell my peoples as well, man, like in this music thing. I'm like, yo, you're on the ground, you're doing this, but make sure you put that same effort into coming up with, with like marketing strategies and, and do your research and, and find out new information that, that you can use to kind of get yourself out there even more, to network more. At the end of the day, we're, we're in 2020 and there's so much tools that we have our, at our hands that we can use the marketing aspect of it is just important is just as important as like making the song and and being creative which obviously sometimes can get a bit frustrating in one sense at the end of the day is what it is because it's it's the music business at the end of the day yeah i was gonna say like said exactly what you said um you know how Mm. now you have more tools it's more accessible to people to actually make a career from music Mm -hmm. and not get cheated but along with that comes you know the responsibility of you know, you have to promote your own music. You, ha- you have mm. to actually be the best now. There's, mm-hmm. It's no longer like who you know. It's now, mm. can you be the best uh, in the industry in yeah. the music and the promotion? And yeah. I guess you have to respect whoever makes it to the top. I agree. 100. 100. You have to. You have to give them their flowers, man. Therefore. Yeah, but like there's a similarity to like having to market like over the internet and in like the old olden days, not olden days, but like the mm. past 20, 10, 20 years. Like, they had to be on yeah. the corners with the mixtapes. Yeah. They had to force the ways onto radio shows More and be like the DJs. They had like play my stuff. And yeah, there's all these tricks like setting, putting their songs on other people's, not other people's mixtape, but like naming it somebody else's. So that when they listen, that's your song. Yeah, like, so there's all these tactics. Then. Yeah, yeah, so voice is that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like the grind, the grind's still there. I mean, the grind hasn't hmm. changed. It's just become digitalized that's what i'm trying to get at exactly exactly i fully Fancy. agree with that man yeah where you kind of pedal your your, your music yeah. almost in a way mm. Mm. Yeah, and as you're saying as you're saying that you have to if you're telling people that it's just as important to market exactly it so is man. keep up with it the is. times yeah no definitely definitely it's, at the end of the day it's evolving but you have to make sure you stay on top of it and don't lose the aspect of getting yourself out there innit? you can have the most advanced lyricism in the world but for example mm. like Takeshi 6 9 is the exact mm. opposite mm. Like, he isn't necessarily <laughs> lyrically amazing but yeah. he's literally breaking record after record in terms of views and so on mm-hmm. that's because the marketing is. is done so well um, exactly because I mean the guy is a snitch and mm. in the world that he's in and in the image that he tries to cultivate himself his career mm. should be dead but it isn't mm. because mm he's now used that as a way of getting views mm. kind of what's your thought then on people who do these really outlandish acts to get views? Yeah. so he's someone who's outlandish outspoken and yeah there's a lot of outrage attached to everything he does but that mm-hmm. you know translates to views which translate to money for him what's mm-hmm. your thoughts mm-hmm. on artists that do stuff like that it it depends on like the the nature of it and and what exactly they're they're doing in that in that sense i feel like if one thing i'll say from now is i don't i wouldn't knock an artist doing stuff like that like do whatever you do to mm. you need to do to to get on but 
at the end of the day the the light will the light will show so i mean if if someone's doing antics and that kind of gets them in the position where they're being put on a pedestal and their music's out there etc then now you've got to show and prove that now you've got to uh, make sure you're consistent now you've got to make sure you, you make that fire product and people are listening to it at the end of the day if you haven't got what it takes and you don't have that that passion and, and kind of live and breathe the music then it's going to show and you'll be gone in six months if that so it's like you like like you can do what you do to get on but the music will will keep it going i mean with six nine he's come back now and because with him it's a different story because you haven't seen anything like that in regards to the whole snitching allegations and stuff like that it's different it's not just like anyone trolling like he's trolling but you never heard the story of a, a rapper from where he's from, especially from New York City, being co-signed by all these big artists as well, like 50 and stuff like that. And then there's a big U-turn and he's and he's being, there's reports of him snitching. So there's never, it's a unique story. So that's like a different kind of case. However, I mean, now that he is back, the, we'll have to see what happens now in it because I mean, the initial... Exactly. In a lot in the long term, like in the long term, again, like, I, I don't, I don't wish any bad on anyone from where, no matter where you're from or anywhere in this in this globe. But long term, I don't see that lasting. I feel like people. I was listening to uh, what was I listening to the other day. I was listening to an interview and someone was saying like people like to watch car crashes as well. If that yeah, makes sense, people wanted to see. Yeah, people wanted to see that that first live that he came on with and stuff like that, just to see like what the hell is this guy doing. But. Mm. Um, but yeah, like obviously, I don't see that that lasting long term. I mean, people yeah, have, he's come back. Will wear off. Ex- exact. That's you basically you summed it up. The novelty, the novelty will wear off, and it'll, the eventually the the buzz will die down, and then it'll kind of just fizzle out. But it is what it is, man. Like like I said, I don't knock people for it, but but it's like uh, you know when remember when we were growing up and uh, yeah. Skepta released all over the house. Ooh. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. It's the same thing, but the diff- yeah. I think the difference is Skepta was was a serious lyrical artist beforehand. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. His problem was he just wasn't getting the chance. And like even mm. Like, mm. in interviews, he was saying like, if I didn't drop all over the house, I wouldn't yeah. be where I am right now. You know, after that came blacklisted, etc. And then yeah. you see what happened to him. Then he's he's yeah. a nas- like international star. Um, definitely, definitely. So I I I I feel where you're coming from. Where you're like, you know mm. what? Don't knock him because mm. like. Example like the Skepta uh, example is exactly the yeah. same thing. Yeah, and I think like, nah. like sometimes it can be done in a healthy way. Like obviously in the Definitely grand culture, healthy. there's like mm. clashes, right? And people get hyped mm. up for clashes, mm. and then mm. it kind of fizzles out. But it's a healthy kind of uh, hype. Yeah, no, nah, yeah. definitely, definitely, I agree, I agree. And even like me saying like not to knock them as well because listen, man, lad. I don't know what antics I'm gonna end up doing in it, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, and all over the house, the brother. Yeah, you know there, there might be a little remix coming of that, so you never know. <laughs> I can't lie, that slap. Hey, 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 at the end of the day with Skepta, you know you know what he's about, you know where he's come from, like you know what he can do. You've seen the catalogues there, like the proof is in the pudding. And at the end of the day, like 
that brought a, that brought a lot more like attention, whatever. But you know what he's about as an artist, like you know he's really about this music shit. Like he's not uh, no fraud or anything like that. So yeah, if you're if you're true to yourself, then yeah, exactly, exactly. Bro, so Jikeshi's yeah, Keshi's core isn't strong. Like his musical, his, his mm. the product isn't good. So you can do mm. the antics you want and get attention today. Mm. Mm. But tomorrow when the antics wear off and they just look at his catalogue they'll realise that his music isn't that great but with Skepta obviously he was, yeah. lyri- he was a lyricist he is a lyricist mm. he has good music he just needed mm. that kind of wow factor that tension factor to no, definitely. him just to kind of propel him to that next level just no, to warn definitely. our viewers if you are going to see all over the house and you have no idea what we're on about make sure you're on inc- incognito mode isn't it? what can I say <laughs> not, not the family computer not the family, not family yeah, no, computer oh, <laughs> most definitely, most definitely. Or you could just email Steve directly. He has it saved on his hard drive. I'm sure. I just wanted to ask, how do you come up with the names? How do you come up with the names of your song? Like, do you start with them, or do you finish them with a name? Um, like, <clears throat> so I mean, there's there's different instances. I might I might write a full song and name it afterwards um it might be absolutely nothing to do with the track like orange juice for example but that's that's an attempt to to throw listeners off and kind of uh entice them and make them want to see what it's about uh that's definitely inspired by the way tyler the creator named some of his album cuts like in the past i gotta i gotta state that but um other instances i'll come up i'll come up with it halfway through the through a track maybe sometimes that's something that fits the vibe something that that i repeat a lot in the in the in the song um another another thing is i mean sometimes when i hear a beat i might think to myself okay what's the first word that comes to mind when you listen to this beat like sonically just like and i'll just go with that like literally so it's just different ways different ways to go about it to be fair yeah, man. When I when I when I see your your wording as well, again as a like like again, it's like an art piece. I mean, like Jungma. Mm-hmm. When I when I read that, I was like, mm-hmm. I, yeah. what's this? You know what I mean? Like, they're interested yes. into it. Yes. How did no. you come up with that one? Like, what made you think to name um, that? that one? That one was a process, man. Because uh, I wanted to do something like that. No, that no one kind of knew if that made sense. That'll make people kind of scratch their heads and be like, what the hell is Jungma? So. Um, obviously the, the whole premise of the song is, uh, um, Jang was obviously like a rainy season in Korea, but I could have, we could have called it anything like, uh, drip, drip or dripping or anything like that. But that would have been so like washed out and, and kind of like forced. I thought, let me just come up with something like, uh, uh, think of layers to it you know what I'm saying so yeah. I don't know how I don't know where I was doing my research but I come out I found the word Jangma and I was like yeah okay that fits that and I had to get some confirmation from some people that um, that the pronunciation of it and stuff like that because I didn't want to go there name the song and then I'm saying it all wrong like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm the, the meaning is different you know what I'm saying so um, yeah once I got them confirmations and stuff we went and uh, recorded it and yeah like Jamal was Jamal was hella fun to record man like that whole energy like in the studio like between Retax and Melly and stuff like yeah it was it was a fun track to record still 
Yeah, man, that, yeah, that man. song had some, like, it's like a feel-good factor behind it. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, for real. Thank like you. One definitely to bang out when you're riding around in a car or something. Ah, definitely, definitely. No, I appreciate that, man, for real. For real. Um, just, to, just to make it a, a bit more, just to bring the tone down a little bit almost, mm. um, I just mm. kind of want to ask you a little bit about, because we, we, you said something about being independent and Spotify and so on, and it brings out mm. independence in artists and whatnot. Um, mm. A lot of older musicians kind of struggle with record contract contracts towards yeah. you know the midpoint of their career, or actually in the peak of their career when they start making a lot of money. Yeah. Look at how much money they're bringing in. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it doesn't seem to balance with what they're making for the record studio and what they're getting themselves. And uh, mm. recently, obviously, there was the whole situation with uh, Megan Thee Stallion, where mm. she mm. she had signed some stuff, didn't know what she had signed, and she actually yeah. ended up getting the short end of the stick. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. As far as I'm aware, right now you're on an independent vibe. But would yeah, you consider ever signing for a, uh, you know, a label? And if you were to, yeah. what is what is the kind of things that you'd look out for? What, what do you think about record labels who give these yeah. kind of gazy contracts to young artists? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it it goes back to yeah what I was saying before. Like the, these days and in this whole era of, of new technology, it makes it a lot easier for the artist, which is easier for someone to work as an independent artist. Like, I mean, it goes back, you, you look at someone even like, like JME, who's been using the tools and kind of mastered using the internet as a tool, like to build his brand. But I mean, a lot of artists get exploited. I believe that when it, when it happens quite fast and you have a, a smash hit and have quote unquote overnight success, then things start moving a lot quicker. There's deals on the table. There's a limited amount of time to gauge a lot of the stuff. And in that moment, you probably see an amount for a check that you've never seen before. So you go and sign it. But that's why it's essential for for artists to study the business side of the music industry, as well as starting to view themselves as a business and like kind of realize the value they hold. Um, me, myself, obviously being an independent artist, later on, it depends. It depends on what the situation is. Me, myself, I think I'll probably prefer to stay independent. Um, if it comes to like a, a major a major deal, maybe if I find myself hitting a certain, a certain point and it's like, okay, I need something to take me to that next level now, um, then I would consider. <clears throat> but obviously, I would have to do my research on what I'm being offered and get other people in and kind of revise the whole thing with me. For me, the most important thing is like, having creative control. Like, that's, yeah. that's, the, that's the main thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, I see myself staying independent, but if it gets to a point where I'm kind of hitting a scene and it's like, okay, cool, like, um, yeah, I want to strive. Yeah, that next jump, then I would, I would consider it. I would consider mm-hmm. it, yeah. So if like, was it, Rock, and, Rock Nation just came, yeah, as I said, glorious. We want yeah. you today. <clears throat> sign this paper. Mm. Don't look at mm. it, and you'd be like, ah, you'd be tempted. Don't you be tempted? I'll, I'll sign it straight away. Now, <laughs> 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 I'm like, I see you at brunch in it. I see you at brunch. <laughs> yeah, I'll sign that straight away just for the Rock Nation brunch. You know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, nah. I don't know. Again, with with the, with the Rock Nation stuff, I think like that's that's like more of a like a management kind of mm. deal I guess but 
again, even even if it's if, even if it's um uh, bigger companies that's like so recognizable like on the worldwide scale, I'd still have to like um getting like the relevant people to kind of revise everything, man. Because these days, like you, because a lot if you think about it, like um a lot of these cases you're seeing are for like big artists, bro. Like like even I think um who was it? Oh, obviously there was the whole Lil Wayne situation as well back in the day, like a couple of years back. Ridiculous. Yeah, that was nuts. So it's like it happens on like a massive scale. So why why can't it happen to like you know what I'm saying artists on this this level at the moment? So mm. even if it is a big comp a big company, I'll still have to get people to come in and kind of like go over everything, you know. Mm. I think like what you said is definitely the right approach. You know, at the end of the day, it's all a business, and mm. if you mm. approach it as a business, you know, you get the right lawyers, the right representatives to mm-hmm. you know go mm-hmm. through it in the right way then I don't definitely. see why not if it's a good deal. But <laughs> definitely, I, f- definitely. I feel like a lot of artists kind of, you know, they see big money or promises mm. and they kind of just jump into it without doing the business side of it. And, mm-hmm. uh, hence mm-hmm. why it gets such a bad reputation. Yeah, um, I totally agree. Um, I couldn't agree more. Obviously, this isn't the same genre as you. NSYNC, mm. um, <laughs> years ago when they were like the biggest yeah. boy band in the world, they okay. went on like a worldwide tour for two years, I think. Came mm. back at the end, sat down with their agent. Agent passed them the check, and each one of mm. them had around ten grand. Um, and bear in mind, mm. they're the biggest boy band in the world, and they've made millions. Mm. And the reason why was because on their contract, he said that he would charge them for miscellaneous costs. Now those costs were, oh, I got you a tour bus, oh, I hired out this, you know, this stadium for you, etc. Et yeah. So before they knew it, yeah. they got absolutely nothing from the deal that they had initially signed so that's the thing man yeah i think it's about kind of uh, legal literacy almost because you need yeah. people don't recognize that it's there's still a law around music you have to know the law regarding the contract that you sign when you mm-hmm. get into music you can't just go in and say oh this is rock nation this is whoever and just yeah. sign whatever's yeah. put ahead of you and like you said it's not about intelligence mm-hmm. just some people see a lot of money at once and Mm. I don't know if I should say this, but yeah, if I was if I was in sync at that time, I'd 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 have to ice cube that place up. <laughs> Just <laughs> I'll start smashing <laughs> platinum. I'll start. I'll, are you mad? Two years, well, ten grand. Oh, I'll start smashing places. I don't know if I should be advocating violence, but. Now, nah, one of their members actually that, notoriously didn't take the check. He ripped it up and just walked out of there and said that I can't mm. do this anymore. Mm. Well, yeah, I'll start fighting. It's it's the same for all <laughs> genres, man. It's the same for all genres. Like that's even like when people sign them three sixty deals where um the they company gets a, yeah, basically, I mean they, they take money not only from your revenue from music but from merch, from shows and it's basically like a they're eating off you every, in every aspect, you get me? So yeah. There's definitely definitely to watch out for this stuff, man. I think this extends to even life in general, um, you mm. know, if you don't watch what you're getting, you, you, you have to know your ins and outs of whatever you're doing. Mm-hmm. If you don't mm-hmm. watch that, then, you know, yeah. it's your bad when you get played. We've seen it in boxing and even in the work world, you know, people complain mm-hmm. about their, their uh, you know, what they have to do, etc. But yeah. if, you're, yeah. if you're able to negotiate that, then you mm. should do and you should be privy to what, what's in the contract. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Definitely. that reminded me about um, Pippin, isn't it? At, um, the um, Chicago Bulls. Mm-hmm. When um, his contract, he was like one of the, yeah, peanuts for being literally like top five ballers in the league at the time. Wow. He was getting, he was wow. getting peanuts. It was like, mm-hmm. what was it, 157th? 
highest paid. I don't know. He'd won like <clears throat> four championships at that time. Yeah, mm. he was pretty pissed off as well. So you can imagine how how it tests people with men like mental strength. Yeah, definitely. Because, definitely. I know I would have snapped, but yeah, as we say. Anyway, to bring on. it move. to bring it back to the music element mm. of uh, mm. of all this, you mm. know, nowadays as um. Which is, I think, is a good thing. But I'll, I'll mm. let you. I'll ask you. There's a lot of like music production centered around like synthesis, you know, using computers. Mm. Uh, ki- but mm. it kind of also like removes the element of like the live music element that was brought back in the days. Um, mm. I mean, nowadays you can even synthesize, you, you know, anything you want: uh, guitar, mm. drum kit. What, yeah. what do you think this is taken away from, like the soul of music? Or what did it was um, I, I, no, I do, I do feel you in that. Um, it kind of can take away from the craft in one sense, but at the same time, I just feel it's it's essential to to adapt and move with the times. Um, sounds are forever changing, technology is forever changing. I feel like when it's possible, doing traditional stuff to keep the essence, the essence there is important. Also, so. I feel like as long as you adapt and kind of move with the times, you can always go back and do do some some old kind of old school traditional little stuff and kind of keep it there. But in regards to the sounds, um, I feel like I don't see it. I don't see it as like a negative thing. If I'm honest, no. Nah. No, I feel that I'm, I agree as well. Like, <coughs> like you said, it's with the times change. You know, you don't want to be mm. like you can equivalent it to anything else in life. You know, everything exactly. needs to move forward. Yeah, and if, this yeah. is a step, and it? it makes everything mm. accessible to everyone. Where maybe no, before, you know, not. you had to buy the own, I don't know, a basic guitar, etc., all the way through. Mm-hmm. How much mm-hmm. will that cost you? Where nowadays, all you need is the, the, the you know, the music software, and you're good to go. With literally, literally, literally. Yeah, man. There's, it doesn't stop artists from making like live renditions. Like we see, I'm not sure about in america but i know in the uk like artists they do they do live renditions of their songs mm. i saw mm. kano does it stormzy does it they all, all these mm. guys do it i remember mm. mac miller used to do it as well i used to love watching yeah his, I yeah rest in peace man i used to love watching rest his one mm-hmm. yeah so mm-hmm. even though a lot of it's synthetic yeah we agree you know, but it doesn't stop artists from making live renditions yeah i love Shout watching out them, to bob marley as well the best live artist ever to live just saying <laughs> Seems to be glorious there, Yeah, <laughs> I love that. I love that. I love that. I guess to keep with the live thing, uh, glorious. Like, how mm. do you feel when you're performing live? I mean, what was it like the first time? And... Oh wow! How yeah, do you feel? Wait, uh, the first time. It was, I don't know, man. Like building up to it, I I didn't really kind of take it in like that I try not to overthink it and stuff and I felt pretty good actually but right before I was about to go on stage um I was like the second act to on the bill that night and the first act before me um Logan so shout out Logan he absolutely killed it <clears throat> and he went up there done his thing he rocked that stage I looked at my boys and I was like Bro, uh, I was like, how am I going to go after this? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? How am I going to go after this? And then I was like, you know what? Listen, it's my first time on stage. Uh, I've, got, I've got my people who say, like, I, I know um, Georges and the organizers and stuff like that, and he's, he's very supportive and stuff. I was like, you know what? 
it's your first time like go for it you have to start somewhere in it um so i got on my, i got on stage uh done a few of my songs and kind of just got lost in it that way but um but yeah now since then i've done maybe i want to say three more performances i think but as each as each one's gone on <clears throat> i feel like i've got better and kind of got more in my element and um i can't wait to start start getting on stage again man and just kind of pushing myself in that lane as well but um, i love it man i love it well, actually it's kind of interesting that you said that you want to get back on stage <clears throat> i haven't actually considered mm. this but how are you mm. dealing with as a creative with the mm. whole covid situation i mean how has it affected your creative spark or has it affected your creative spark now that you're maybe home a bit more often do you yeah. have more yeah. time to write or how's it work um yeah no that's it man because like the first especially the first like first three four weeks like the amount of stuff that i wrote i wrote quite a bit and it's like more more so than what i would normally because obviously being having more time at home it gives you um it gives you obviously more time and stuff but at the same time when i was seeing seeing my peers and and seeing other artists um online kind of uh using using the materials and, what, and making like the best of a bad situation it kind of inspired me as well i was like um yeah so i thought you know what? i can't stay stagnant like i hate that shit i can't stay stagnant let me just do plan something let me do something so um yeah i'll just i wrote i come up with more ideas um like for later on as well and i I wrote quite a few songs man so i, I kept it quite um productive i would say mm-hmm. um obviously the studios weren't open and stuff but um yeah but then i was still speaking to like a couple of my engineers and uh they were like making changes and stuff and then eventually um one of my guys was doing like um kind of one-to-one social distancing and stuff like that so i was able to kind of get some new stuff new material recorded and then kind of wrapped up the album that way but but yeah i would say the main thing for me was writing a lot more i wrote a lot more songs Mm -hmm. definitely yeah, not to sound insensitive, where it sounds like mm. it was almost a blessing in disguise. I guess uh, I, know, I, don't, I don't want to kind of put it too lightly. No, nah, for real, uh, for real. Yeah, yeah. The thing I, just, I totally understand where you're coming from. Like, hundred yeah. percent, I get you. I get I you. Think, yeah, I think it sort of gave people like a safe space to be themselves. Like, there's no, mm. there's no pressure. You know, there's no like, oh, I need to go to work. There's mm. no school pressure. There's mm. only like time for yourself. And I think yeah. a lot of people blossomed under it. Um, mm. even even with us I'm guessing like you, you know with the podcast yeah. like, how, how long have we been speaking about starting this up and doing it years but years, years but under mm. any other okay. circumstance do you know what I mean okay. mm. now you've got time you've got time to invest in yourself <clears throat> and really really grow something and I think although it's a terrible time it's also been a healthy time creatively for people mm. no definitely definitely I see a lot of people man taking advantage of kind of like using their using their kind of creative side to kind of like do things and stuff like that and I love that shit man I love it 100 let's think about that like three years you're ahead three years time right <clears throat> yeah yeah where would you like to be in three years time how would you want people to discuss the name glorious in three years time how would you like to touch people mm. not in that way touch people's hearts <laughs> pause whoa 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 whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> it sounded a bit strange when it came out of my mouth but yeah um, deviant deviant three years time deviant <laughs> tell us Early what you deviant. want to be alright can we ask can we ask the question please three years time where no, would you no, want no. to be we got time we got time we got time <laughs> okay um, I mean look I always look ahead 
Um, I mean, in three years' time, uh, I would like to see myself having a, a stronger catalogue of albums, first of all. Um, I already have, like, the next few years kind of all visioned out with what albums I want to drop, etc. But um, definitely doing more shows, bigger shows, larger crowds. I definitely want to do my first performance in another country within the next three years. That'll be a dream. But obviously, I've got to do bigger venues here first and capture that. Mm, um, worldwide. Man. I won't. Yeah, no, nah, that that would be something else, man. But um, I won't go too much into detail. But I want to explore kind of like more sounds and ideas. Maybe hop on some different style production, like like some eighties inspired pop shit. Even like just I want to try a bit of different stuff. Um, mm, I, glorious I, I just want to. You MC never know. I mean, you, you oh, never you know. know. I mean, I can't. Out. I can't ruin it. I don't want to ruin anything out, man. Like, you know. Oh, okay, all right. Literally, I'm not ever. Yeah, he literally is that. Because with me, I just want to. I just want to push the envelope and really shift shit, man. Like, I, I feel like that's what the UK scene lacks in a way, uh, like original ideas. And now, in this moment, for me, it's about me having fun, making good music, putting myself uh, putting myself out there, and kind of getting my my feet wet in that way, like. Divine is just the beginning. Once I mm. kind of solidify myself more, like I want to do more unorthodox and kind of non-conventional things. I want to go against the grain and, and do some wavy shit, you know? Like I want to release, <laughs> yeah, no, I want to release, I love, I love literally like, I, like I want to, I want to release projects in a different way. Like I've already got some ideas of that I want to pursue and I think everyone will love, but I want to get into like, fully directing like my music videos I want to do more visuals maybe like mm. some short films in relation to my music I just want to keep pushing myself and and going to that next that next level like keep it go, going up going up um but at some point at some point I want to take some time out and learn and focus on making beats because that's something that I'm not well versed in if I'm being honest mm. um mm. so that's for sure Very but important. Yeah, no, nah, because I would love to have a, a full-length album produced entirely by Glorious. Like that'll be that's another dream. You know what I'm saying? So um, that would be amazing. Um, I want to take some time out and and invest in some like business ideas on the side that I have also like that's definitely something I will do sooner rather than later. But overall, I just want to become more of a a staple name uh, mm-hmm. as an artist and as a creator and kind of have more of a cult following that that understand my vision and yeah. and relate and appreciate my music and art. Like, that's my main focus at the moment. So I'm just going to kind of ask you, it's very nice that you said the cult following thing. So yeah, would you rather have a very highly dedicated, small cult following? Well, not necessarily small, but you know, like a Frank yeah. Ocean, yeah. for example. He has a yeah. group yeah. of people <clears throat> who listen to him, who are very dedicated to him, and they're willing to wait mm. even if it's 10 years for his next album. Or would you yeah. rather be a more... I don't know, like, let's say, I don't want to say MJ because that's a crazy high pinnacle, but like somebody like yeah. that, you know, like a superstar yeah. stage where pretty much <clears throat> universally speaking, everyone will listen to your music. Which, which seems more appealing to you? I would definitely say like the more of a cult following, like Frank, for example, like definitely 100% because that mm. that following will stay with you like kind of throughout the whole journey. And the reason why they're staying is because they can relate and understand like, the words that you put on your songs, man. They'll so grow with you almost. literally, they'll grow. They'll grow with you, and they'll live with the music. So definitely, I would say that that kind that side of thing kind of appeals to me more. Definitely. 
Yeah. But, but you don't <coughs> sound like you'll be kind of like Frank Ocean in the sense where he's quite stagnant at times where I think maybe oh, yeah, no, no. kind of slows him down almost. He's, yeah, like he, he's, he's got to a point where obviously he, he has the luxury of dropping when he wants and kind of disappearing and stuff like that. But with me, like in obviously aspects will be different, but just like the example of the following, like that's definitely something. But in regards mm-hmm. to other aspects, obviously like it'll, it'll work differently. But But yeah, man. Yeah, because it seems like you've kind of planned out your next few albums. You literally, literally, yeah, like I've, I've got it, stuff like that. Most definitely, it's like I feel like that's important as well. When you plan stuff out as well, it's kind of like sometimes the plans don't work and stuff like that. But it's good to have like a blueprint there. But like I said, I've got other projects planned, and to me, like it, it all. This is just the beginning. Like Divine is just the beginning for me. Like. How I, how I view it is, is the start of my career is June 26th. Like, that's the start of my career. And mm. Divine, Divine is Glorious like, is birthday. It's the 26th. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? New birthday and <laughs> that. You know what I'm saying? Um, but for me, like, like, Divine is like my baby. And it's like I'm fucking giving birth on June 26th, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, as crazy yeah. as it sounds, like, it's like, yeah, man. obviously, like, it's, obviously it's, it's, it's my first ever project. Like, I've literally put so much time and, and effort into this and to making it kind of so concise with it being just 10 tracks and, like, I've, I've proper chimed in on the mm. sequencing of it, like, how one track goes to another and what I've done is I've actually done, like, a chronological thing of like the topics and and stuff I'm speaking about mm. is the kind of like a timeline of my life maybe in the past couple of years so it's it, the, the events it kind of personal. yeah no definitely definitely and even just from like I, I tell you one thing from now a lot of, a lot of the the last stages of the album was kind of dragged on a bit because um, obviously the whole COVID thing slowed it down a little bit but mm. the fact that I wanted to get the transitions right so the way one track flowed into another whether it faded out whether the, mm. the next track started playing before whether there was a sound effect on the previous track that goes into the next track so it looks like it's the same track like that that shit there was like uh, a massive for portion yeah literally and it's like um, the voice notes I've got voice skits on there as well but Mm. I, I want to make it perfect, but I have to admit that like, I can't, like, for me, it will never be perfect. So I had to kind of like enjoy it, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I was you are a perfectionist. Yeah. I would say I'm a perfectionist, but especially with this one, like, because it's my first one, like, mm. um, that, I mean, fun fact, I actually recorded uh, a song called Divine a couple years ago. Okay. Um, before hey, I even thought about that. I might have listened to it. It was on. It was on SoundCloud for I, I a think bit. I listened I to it because I did remember Divine before as well. And yeah, like, that it, it it was on SoundCloud for a little bit. And I took it down, and it was like mm. I was in the studio with um with Blue and Lamario. Shout out them, and it was the song was like very. It was like drugged out and early. I want to describe <laughs> it as like early early ASAP Rocky Clams Casino type shit, mm. and it was like. I was just trying to Everything find my... Everything is purple. Yeah. <laughs> For real, that shit was fire. Um, was fire. Um, literally, I was just... Because back then, I was just trying to kind of find my sound. And because I was I was high all the time, so that kind of came out of my music as well. So, however... <laughs> I, the way That song for me was bad. The way I executed it was bad. But um, I feel like the, the word divine is kind of 
been with me throughout, literally, literally throughout this journey. Mm -hmm. And the beauty of it is that it reconciles with art. So there's different perspectives. For example, I'll give you this example. Like uh, a contemporary artist will will do a piece of art or say a painting, whatever. Um, You can ask five different people what their perception of that painting is. And you just might get five different answers. So yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's the same with the word divine. So not only did I want to choose like a, a one word title album, something catchy that stands out, but I wanted something ambiguous in a sense. So divine could mm, relate to literally like it, it, it could relate to God or a God-like energy. It could relate to love, to spiritual beings, to happiness, mm. to something magical. But that's, what, that's why I've got different um, voice skits and voice notes at the start and end of some of the songs because it's me um, kind of getting different people's perspective perspectives on what divine means to them. So yeah, I mean, I think uh, your your original divine song, all the way back from when you were releasing things on SoundCloud, yeah. been, obviously we've been listening to you since then. I have to yeah. say, I yeah. genuinely like I'm not blowing smoke up your ass here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you weren't good, I tell you you're not good. If there's someone that Andrew, I'm friends, I know with, that. I'll tell them, look, you're shit. I know that. I know that. With you, yeah. I genuinely feel like every <clears throat> single time I heard a new song that you released, mm. it was better than mm. the one before, and it's getting to that point that. now where you're consistently releasing good stuff. So I'm really looking appreciate that. to this album. I'm actually. I appreciate uh, that. It's one of the things that I've bookmarked. I'm waiting on. Come on. Of June. Come on, see. I'm really looking yes. forward to it. Um, yes, yes. So maybe no. if we plug it a bit. So where can we find this album and like, Yes. Um, so the album obviously yeah, dropping June twenty sixth, it'll be out on all streaming platforms. So Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, Tidal, all that good stuff. Um it'll be dropping, I believe, not at midnight, at seven PM on that Friday. Um so yeah, so once it's 7 p.m., it will literally be available everywhere unless there's any like complications. Fingers mm-hmm. crossed, it isn't. But but yeah, so that's where you can you can find the album, man. Yeah, that's sick. You know what? Yeah, last definitely. question. I mean, you, yeah. I know hey, you said this is. I, like, I might have a last last one as well. Oh, okay, okay. okay. On my last. <laughs> <question. laughs> I've been sitting on this one still. Okay, okay. My my last question is: You referred yeah. to Divine as kind of your child, your baby. And I know yeah. you can't really pick your favorite child and so on, but <laughs> if there was a yeah. song on there that you were specifically looking forward to the reception of it, what song mm. would it be? Which one is the one that you're kind of like, oh, I wonder what reception this song is going to get? Um, I think that uh, Pink Lemonade, because the snippets I've been putting out there, I can already tell that's getting that that might be the one. Um, Hence why I'm going to shoot a music video for that one as well. By the way, um, oh okay, yeah, music I'm shooting video dropping soon. Yeah, okay, you that, just that, um, stole my question. I'm not gonna lie to you. Oh I'm my god, okay, let me let me let me stop there. Let me stop there. Done, done, dirty. Don't be dirty, man. Jeez, I've been sitting this one might, for a minute. <laughs> that that might be the one, but there there is love part three as well. Like, I think that one's gonna kind of um, shock people in a way that. That may have haven't heard the previous, the previous instalment to that to that thing. Um, but for me, on a on a more popular level, I think Pink Lemonade or Sugar, which is um, featuring Mills, both of them tracks. He's cold. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like those may those may get that reception. But um, sorry, I'm going off on a tangent now, isn't it? But, um, yeah, I wanted to <clears throat> I wanted to kind of achieve like many things with the project like I just 
wanting it to flow and sound like a complete masterpiece and people can take out whatever their favorite is, if that makes sense. Um, for me, like, I can't pick a personal favorite. Like, it's, it's hard because it changes every day. But, um, but even in terms of the sounds, like, sonically, I wanted it to be very like upbeat and infectious and have, have the summer vibes to it so people can like, kind of rock that. And I wanted the sounds to be universal so it could be appreciated by, by young, old, different backgrounds, different demographics, you know, like, mm. like that's, that's the shit that inspires me, bro. Like if, if you look at people like, like a Michael Jackson or, or a Drake, even like their art is played everywhere and it's universal. So yeah, you yeah. could, you could predominantly listen to rap or rock or country music, but you will still love a man in the mirror. You will still love a Billy Jean. Yes. You get me? So it's like with divine, it's all about feeling and, and the feeling it evokes from you. Uh, don't get me wrong, I'm rapping on the album, there's bars and flows, etc. but 80% of it is just straight vibes and melody. So mm, the messages right. and themes, yeah, no, def definitely, definitely. It's like, I, I kind of want to chime in on, on feeling more than anything else. Like, mm. I, can, I can get to my rap shit, like, I've got plans later on in there, I can get more to the rapping stuff later on, but yeah. the messages and, and kind of themes I wanted to get across is simple and kind of, it, for example, like, I'm telling my stories, but in a fun and melodic style. So yeah. um, for me, uh, Good Kid Mad City is a great reference point because it was Kendrick's first official studio album. I know he had um, Section 8 great and stuff album, before, but brilliant album. So it was him telling his story, yet it was easily processable and the album was full of great music and hits. So if you look at, for example, um, Swimming Pools, yeah, that that track gets hella radio plays still today even it gets hella plays in clubs and that song there is on a mainstream level yeah but mm -hmm. that song was him talking about alcohol and his childhood and how it was a present factor and the effects of it so it's like it's still him <clears throat> keeping true to it and explaining the story but it's coming out in a it's great music at the same time like so I, I don't want to <clears throat> I don't want to give away too much because I want people to digest it properly. Like I've worked on this for over a year, so I just want people to take 28 minutes out of, or whatever, how long the album is, and take 20 minutes out of the day and take in every detail. But mm. I'm opening up about stuff in, in my life, like about, about past relationships, like about the ending of a relationship and the starting and blossoming of a new one. Like I'm touching on the first time I ever performed. I'm touching on, on going to therapy. Like all of this is surface level. I've touched on mm. it, yeah. So I feel like I've done, I've touched on it enough in that way. Because at the end of the day, it's my first album and I've been on this earth for 25 years. So I'm not going to put everything into one album. I've still got the next album to talk about this and that. So it's impossible to put all the experiences on one, but um, I feel like I've done enough. And like I feel like... into the life yeah. stories. 100%, 100%, yeah, but I just hope people fuck with it, man. That's the main thing. <laughs> yeah, of, course, will, of course, they will. Of course, they will. Of course, they will. This, oh, is, this is sprouted a quick question. I want to aim this on Aaron, actually. Aaron, because... Oh, yeah. I already know the answer. <laughs> what, what, what's your feelings on, on Kendrick Lamar and Schoolboy Q? That's all I want to know. <laughs> the, tell the truth. People listening, tell the truth. I mean, I don't know, man. I don't... Have you seen that meme of the, the, Why the subject? aggressively <laughs> breakdancing and there's Kendrick Lamar music over it? That kind of yeah, explains yeah. how I feel, innit? Like, oh, I you like don't fuck it, with Kendrick, I, 
the thing is, no, I like he's lyrical and so on. I understand. I like what he stands for, but you know, as we discuss, times change, innit? And that I feel like that yeah. kind of lyrical miracle thing. It, yeah. I don't know. It's not really list. I mean, I don't want to go to a club and listen to Kendrick. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> nah, man. No one's aggressive. I'll be silly, Aaron. I don't know, man. Silly, Aaron. Aaron. Silly, Aaron. Silly, Aaron. Silly, no, uh, Aaron, no, 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 no. Let's meet that mic, boy. Let's meet that mic, boy. He really put me onto the spot there. <laughs> he literally, literally, um, literally. Nah, because this has been building it. under my skin for a long time. And I can't fight this guy about it. You have to get off your chest, I want to offer him up in it. Yeah, I have to get off my chest. Yeah, I mean, oh, uh, got respect. I, got respect I mean, I, I know why people like Kendrick. I understand why he's yeah. like, not necessarily by me. <clears throat> I mean, I like what he stands for, as I said, but. Yeah, mm. I mean, the, the Eminem bre- aggressively breakdancing is my response to that question. <laughs> I mean, if you haven't mm. seen it, you know, there, there's, you know mm. that's my response. I, I, I like him as, you know, as an artist. I think he's, he's, uh, he's touching on some important topics, but let's yeah. mm. change with the times. I feel like he would, he would have been much bigger in a different era. Uh, don't embarrass yourself anymore. No. <laughs> <laughs> so 26, you know, cop the, the album Divine coming yeah, out, yeah, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like some videos too. I yeah. Some video. I yeah, feel like definitely. Glorious knows about music videos. I feel it. Mm-hmm. I got these vibes from you from you'll, the very you'll, start. Yeah. So. You'll see some stuff coming soon, hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah, next, next month that. or two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, definitely. Man, man. definitely. All the best of success, man. Yeah, Thank man. you. I appreciate that. I appreciate it. Man, shout out you guys as well for having me. Um, of course. Like, it was a pleasure. I, I, I love the bag you guys are getting into and shit, man. Like, I admire the whole creative and, and aesthetic side of it as well but but keep doing your thing this is only the start like the only way is up in it man yeah, like for real i appreciate that man for real. thank you man appreciate that yeah. too from you love love always man uh, steve why didn't you say who said having fun and being serious can't go hand in hand that was bloody brilliant